0: Welcome to Jawbone with Dr. J and Dr. J. I'm John Monza, professor of strategy at the Joint Advanced Warfighting School, and I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. John Michalschek, professor of theory and history at JAWS. Today we have a special presentation of Jawbone in honor of the birthday of the United States Marine Corps, and we have our three USMC students who are attending JAWS who are joining us for today's podcast. We've got Lieutenant Colonel Gideon Grissett, Lieutenant Colonel Felix Guerra, and Lieutenant Colonel Travis Horde joining us for this podcast today. And Gideon, I'm going to start with you. Just give me some thoughts on uh, maybe your story a little bit, why you chose the Marine Corps, and maybe some quick thoughts about what makes the Marine Corps special for you.
1: So I think probably a lot of people that come in the military, they have had family that have been a part of the service at some point in time. Um, I am not like that. I grew up with only my grandfather having served. didn't really know him that well when I was growing up. And in reality, I grew up playing sports. I applied for some scholarships. I wound up getting a couple of scholarships for ROTC. And I uh, wound up going to the University of Mississippi. I initially actually went in under Navy scholarship um, is what I got at first, and I initially, we obviously, the Marine Corps and the Navy does everything together uh, in ROTC, and uh, I did everything with the Marines. I love the team mentality of it. And um, I really grew upon that from what my upbringing was with sports. And I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. After my first year in college, I didn't even go through our summer cruise and I already requested to have my scholarship transferred over to the Marine Corps. Um, just the, the amount of camaraderie that we had, even not even being part of the Marine option at, in college at the time uh, just made it for me um, in particular. Uh, so I have been very fortunate in my time in the Marine Corps um, as far as different uh, opportunities that I've had I did uh, three years at Paris Island uh, doing series commander and company commander time there. And just looking at it from my time at the basic school where we do, everyone goes through the same standardized training from the get-go. Every Marine's a rifleman. Everyone goes through it together. I think that baseline allows us to be more flexible than some of the other services and allows us to be able to kind of put in unique units and positions that the other services don't have that opportunity to do. And I think that just really the way the Marine Corps has uh, really pivoted and made a lot of change. I think we're one of the first services that did that, where we looked at, you know, where we're going with Indochina, Indo-Pacific, AOR. We decided, we pivoted, and we have went all in with force design 2030. And I think that's a really good thing. There's a lot of skepticism, in my opinion, of force design. But in reality, I think it's what the Marine Corps needed at the time. and, And we did it, and we made the decision to go with it. It's not perfect yet, but it's getting where it needs to be.
0: Yeah, I love all that. I think most Marines, it's the the teamwork aspect, a small core that is is flexible and, and that certainly comes out in, uh, in force design uh, 2030. So speaking of that, Travis, I know that uh, you're well schooled on uh, force design, and and I want to really focus today's discussion on that, but but just give us a quick uh, view of how you ended up in the Marine Corps and, and maybe some thoughts about the Corps today. So I enlisted
2: right after high school, was an M1A1 tank crewman. From there, I got the Navy uh, ROTC scholarship, which eventually got to uh, the Virginia Military Institute. Great time there, and I'm sure uh, my colleague here will, will talk more about VMI. Infantry officer, able to uh, spend my early time on the, uh, the East Coast during platoon and XO time. Fortunate enough to be able to instruct at the basic school, company command, OPSO time on the West Coast with uh, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, introduced to uh, recruiting, was blessed to be at RS Baltimore, not just to be exposed to that mission, but to be a part of that community while I was out there, very eye-opening, you know, having grown up in Ohio, being able to see, you know, what that dynamic looks like and what uh, recruiting means to the Marine Corps and and then perhaps why there's some successes that the Marine Corps is currently seeing and has seen and and what the difference there is. From there, previous planning school, School of Advanced Warfighting in Quantico, got to do my payback tour at the Marine Corps Warfighting Lab working specifically on Force Design 2030. Uh, Was able to be a part of the writing team for the tentative manual for EABO exposed to a lot of the capabilities that were going into that, all those discussions, integrated planning team, how the sync IPTs were, were playing out. That's uh, a, a lot of force capability, you know, long-range planning horizons, as Gideon was talking about. You know, there's, there's some tough choices that are being made, uh, especially up front and uh, what direction that put the Marine Corps on. Commanded at the Advanced Infantry Training Battalion, that was also a to me, it was a very unique experience. The small UAS operators course, the the primary MOS of 7316, that that course stood up in the Advanced Infantry Training Battalion. That means something. You know, we, there's a lot of talk about Group One, Group Two systems, first-person view, striking drones in Ukraine. How the Marine Corps is stepping into that to professionalize from a, a capabilities standpoint how to integrate those things into the service and that's, that's happening there and, and other places, but at the institutional level. That has been my background. And I'll, I'll, I'll pause on the specific force design aspects. I think we'll get to that in, uh,
0: in a little bit, but. Great. Felix, jump in. Tell us uh, briefly, you
3: know, how'd you come into the Marine Corps and,
0: and what do you think about when, when it's the Marine Corps birthday and you're thinking about the Corps?
3: In my family, there's a lot of military service, but it's always been Navy and the Army. But uh, when I finally met my first Marine, when I was a sophomore in high school, I just immediately knew there was something different that I didn't see in the way that service members of my family acted, talked, behaved, walked. And I knew I I needed to be part of what this Marine was uh, representing. And that's what motivated me to apply for the Marine Corps ROTC scholarship. I got it, and that's where I met Travis Horde at Lexington, Virginia, the Virginia Military Institute. And then uh, from there, I graduated as um, an infantry officer, went to 2-1, platoon commander, company XO, then I went to Marine Security Forces, the deployment to Guantanamo, and then to Bahrain. And then I uh, went off to be a company commander in um, 3-4, deploying to Afghanistan, and then another deployment as a company commander to Yemen. And then I I went to school at the Naval Postgraduate School, became a... um, regional affairs officer in the Middle East, North Africa, and in Sub-Saharan Africa. And then I did my payback tour at Marine Corps Forces Africa, uh, working in theater security cooperation throughout North and West Africa and humanitarian mine action activities throughout the continent. And then um, from there, I went off to be the uh, battalion XO of 13, when it was going under the experimental battalion phase before it transitioned to the uh, littoral combat team. And then I was a future operations officer at 3rd Marine Regiment as it transitioned to the Marine Latour Regiment. So I got to see, be a part of this you know, whole force design, you know, getting my hands dirty and uh, making that transition happen. With the, uh, the birthday ball, knowing that you know, it's a day of celebration and uh, Marines all around the globe are celebrating it no matter where they're at, just always makes me uh, feel special because you have Marines on one day in the calendar year that are all like kind of celebrating the same thing.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So John, I'm gonna make two points and the second one, I'm gonna turn it over to you. So for me, when I think about the Marine Corps uh, and the the 20 years that I spent uh, as an infantry officer in the Marine Corps, to me, the hallmark of the Marine Corps is this focus on combat and training for combat. Uh, I think unlike maybe the other services, if I can be a bit bold, uh, that's what Marines are focused on. Uh, and you, you three represent that, that well. And, and I felt, you know, when I came out of the infantry officers course, I was super well prepared by the Marine Corps, uh, to lead a, 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 rifle platoon in the Marine Corps. The young Marines that I had who, who were machine gunners, riflemen, whatever the, when they came through recruit training and onto their, their follow on schools, they were experts in their, their weapon system uh, almost overtrained a lot of them and and that's what you, you want to see as folks are, are going into into combat but john you know the other side of it is you know this this history and the lineage of of the marine corps and and marines know the history of the marine corps i think uh, quite well and they're proud of that history and and that runs through you know how they perform Uh, in combat. There there are previous generations that they never want to let down those folks who who brought us to where we are today. Um, And as a historian, I'm sure, despite your ties to the Army through your family, that you must have some thoughts on the history of the Marine Corps and the pride that that brings to Marines.
4: So first, thank you for letting me talk there, Marine, since I'm the <laughs> only non-Marine in this little room right now. So yes, I'm uh, not a Marine. Uh, parent, dad, father, uncle, family, all Army officers. So it came from... Now, the, the Marines, though, we were always treated very nicely in our family. Nothing good. Now, is a, a good child of the late 80s and early 90s. And Travis, we've talked about it. I do remember very well the greatest Marine Corps commercial that Dr. Manza does not actually like, and that's the dragon, slaying the dragons with the sword. Um, that's about the extent of my time with the Marine Corps until I got here. Um, now, the the history, uh, long history, and I think as we have focused to the Pacific, the Marine Corps has taken on uh, even more, maybe more importance. Is that correct way to state it? More so than the Army. Um, but I got one question, Felix, Travis, how did two Marines end up at VMI?
3: So for me, at least I had always had a fascination with the Middle East and this was pre nine 11 and there are very few colleges in America pre nine 11 that actually had a, uh, Arabic program. And believe it or not, VMI was one of the few that I could count on, t- on two hands, uh, post nine 11, like every community college was offering an Arabic program, but that's what really drove me to go to, um, VMI was uh, just to learn Arabic and learn more about the, the Arabic culture because I just had an interest in it.
2: Mine is much less uh, <laughs> forward leaning. Yeah, I figured that. Um, so, I was a lance corporal when my scholarship was approved. My CO at the time was a VMI graduate. He wrote VMI on the number one choice of the schools that I wanted to go to, and
0: that's how I got the VMI. That's a classic Marine Corps story. <laughs> yeah, where your wishes were reflected by your commander's direction.
4: We, al- we also had, from last year's class, another VMI graduate Marine.
0: So how about a little lightning round? Uh, Gideon, ahead. I'm going to start with you. Give me just a few words. What does the Marine Corps mean to you? More lightning in the lightning <laughs> round. Um, family,
1: <laughs> team. I mean, to me, I mean, the Marine Corps is... Uh, not just a way of life, but I think in a lot of ways, I have built more long-standing relationships in the Marine Corps than I ever thought that I would have. I think that we do a really good job of focusing on people, and that is our best resource that we have, and I think that we show it, and we try to improve that on it that consistently. Not everyone has this, that same opinion, I'm sure, but I think that we, we definitely strive to have that family mentality, and that's what I hope that every you know, command that I'm a part of, that that's what they feel.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that goes against the conventional wisdom. I think a Mm -hmm. lot of folks who don't know the Marine Corps think of Marines as kind of automatons who are just following orders when really they don't realize, you know, how close the relationships are and how important leadership is, uh, good leadership, uh, and, you know, the mentorship that that flows uh, through the Marine Corps every
3: day. So that's fantastic. And Felix, jump in. So when I think of the Marine Corps, I think about young uh, Americans wanting to fight. Uh, that's the reason why majority of our uh, men and women join the Marine Corps is to fight, to, to face an enemy. You know, if they're actually able to do that during their enlistment, then that's kind of like the pinnacle of their, of their life thus far as, uh, you know, being able to fight America's enemy uh, as, as a Marine. So that's what I think when I think of the Marine Corps.
0: Love that, love the combat focus. And Travis, please. A
2: combination of of both of those things. So it it is the the human element, the f- the focus that the institution has on what that means and how important focusing on the human element in preparation for armed conflict is. When you, when you visit Quantico and you visit the the Marine Corps Museum, it is about the individual. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Most every weekend, very much a, a a quiet aviation nerd, you know, the, the Air Force Museum is planes, rockets, missiles. It's great. You walk into the Marine Corps Museum, and they've taken a great effort to, you know, put dirt under fingernails, that spot where you always scratch your knee when you go in and out of your truck. You, you see those types of things. That's what's forward-facing. But it's also our ability to transform ourselves. The Marine Corps will transform itself to be the first to fight with a uh, forward-leaning mentality to figure out what that is and uh, you know, introduce new capabilities, new methodologies, whatever the case may be, to be ready at a moment's notice because you're going to be forward from the sea. And we have Marines doing a theater security cooperation in, in Kuwait that are now in the Red Sea, right? They thought that they were going to do a one thing. No one saw a conflict on the horizon, and they're there now. You know, one of the first to be there, ready to do whatever needs to happen. So.
0: Yeah. So I love all those those comments. I mean, you know, for me, it's it's about readiness. It's about young Marines who are super well prepared uh, to go into combat if required. You know, I think back about uh, the companies I commanded, and for me, it was about expertise with lieutenants, sergeants, captains, folks who've been all around the world multiple times fighting in many different platforms and many different types of, of, of combat situations. You know, Truly a force in readiness. Super happy that I chose the Marine Corps to serve in. Dr. Michael Sheck, some final words. I have
4: one final exam question before final words. Don't need to defend it. Just give me a name. Travis you start so because you cheated off the last two greatest Marine ever
2: I'm going to go with one that is the most impactful at a time that uh, the Marine Corps needed that person to do that and I'm going to say Thomas Holcomb all right
3: I'll give you the Lance Corporal answer John Bassalone good Gideon
1: I'll go with someone more modern and I think has impacted our current generation of General Mattis. Um, just his, what he's done for the Marine Corps serving and then what he did uh, working up in D.C. as well, I think had a, a big impact to a lot of people.
4: All right. So we had to have a little history. My greatest Marine ever sits beside me, <laughs> John Monza. An excellent
0: answer, my friend. Okay. Um, John, you always give the, the final word here in our, in our jawbone podcast so back over to you
4: happy birthday marines and what i always love about the marines is they actually read their closets so have a good one